This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to the first ever episode 81 of the Best Seats Podcast, the only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the most talented people in and around the hospitality community from right here in Orange County to the rest of Southern California and beyond each and every episode. I'm your host, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of the Best Seats. Thank you, as always, to my friend, Allie Coyle, who provides the music for the show. You can find more of her work at AllieCoyleMusic.com. Or check out any of her family's three restaurants here if you are in the Orange County area, Fable and Spirit in Newport Beach, Dublin 4 Gastropub, and Wine Works for Everyone. Those are both in Mission Viejo. And if you're listening to this episode on Patreon, this is right before St. Patrick's Day that this episode will be going live. So be sure to check out Dublin 4 for all of their St. Patty's festivities. As a reminder, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave a rating and or a review wherever you are listening to it. It helps other folks discover it as well. Go to thebestseats.com for more content just like this. And do not forget... If you're not already doing it, you can get early ad-free listening a week before the public to every single episode of the Best Seeds Podcast, as well as exclusive access to the bonus episode. They are a lot of fun. Episode 81, um, this is a Beyond episode, and I mean that because we're checking in with a friend of mine who is formerly of Orange County. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you have heard me sit down with him before. He's been on the show a couple of, uh, for all covered uh, different reasons. That is Ravin Bazell, bartender, beverage director extraordinaire, formerly of a bunch of places out here in the OC. Ravin recently moved to Denver, Colorado. Now, I wanted to get Ravin on the show for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's a friend. He is someone who has done a lot for the Orange County community. I wanted to check in with him. Number two, we're getting ready to kind of come up to spring, summertime. You know, maybe if you have kids in school, you got to wait until summertime to travel. Maybe some of you are looking to kind of get away for the spring. A place like Denver, Colorado, especially for the hospitality community, is a big, big place to go. Um, as it relates to bars, especially, Denver is an incredible drinking town. It's got an incredible cocktail scene. It's got a really, really, really wide selection of bars and different types of bars from, you know, your big kind of death and companies to smaller craft cocktail bars like places called Run for the Roses, which is a beautiful spot that we talk about a little bit in this episode um, to your high rise rooftop, you know, beer and shot bars overlooking Coors Field. It has a lot to offer. Uh, for those that don't know, I also spent a long time kind of quote unquote growing up in Denver from second grade up until about high school, that was where I really kind of came to be. Um, it's a place that is very near and dear to my heart. It's a place that I want to support. So when very good friends and very talented people, unfortunately, leave Orange County, but fortunate for me and those that travel, end up in a town like Denver, I want to check in with them. I want to see what's what. I want to see what's good. I want to see how they're doing. Because if you're looking to travel and get out of the state a little bit, this could be a great one to put on your list if you haven't been yet. And it's a great kind of way to view the city as somebody who's also viewing it for the first time with Ravin. So he was nice enough to hop on a Zoom call before heading into work today. He is heading up a beautiful bar in downtown called Bezel, um, which we have a lot of fun with. His name being 
Ravin Bazell, and he's opening up a, ta- a place named Bezel, or at least kind of continuing it. It's been open for a little bit, but having fun with that and seeing what he's doing, what he's been up to, what he's kind of learning about Colorado since he's moved there, you know, touching on his experiences in Orange County a little bit, and really just checking back in with a friend, catching up, and hopefully providing you with a little bit of insight on a great place that you should definitely think about visiting if you haven't. So, Without further ado, and again, apologize for any audio issues. It's the best that we can do hopping on Zoom, and I wanted to catch him before his shift. He's somebody I've been wanting to catch up with for a while, and now you get to hear from him too. Episode 81 of the Best Seats Podcast featuring my friend, the boss beverage director, Riven Bazell. Enjoy. Ruben, dude, thank you for taking the time. Um, very excited to get you back on the show. It's one of the best parts about having my own podcast is because this is a dictatorship. I get to choose who I want to have on. And if I have a chance to catch up with friends, I definitely, definitely want to. Um, you have been on the show before, like I mentioned. But real quick, would you mind introducing yourself for people that may not be familiar with your work and where you're at now before we dive into all of it? Yeah, uh, I'm Ruben Bazell. I am the general manager um and according to my business cards that just came in boss tender at bezel in denver in uh the downtown sheraton denver so um obviously you were out in oc for quite a while um made your name really really big obviously working at a bunch of different spots how did the opportunity to and i want to preface even before we dive into denver the reason i want to get you on is you know summertime is going to be here before people know it with everything the past two years, I know a lot of people are traveling. Denver is a town that's very, very near and dear to my heart. It's a great town to go out in, a heck of a bar town, a heck of a restaurant town. So I wanted to have you on as somebody who's now coming from California to Denver to kind of talk about what it's like, what that city is like from your perspective for anybody who's kind of potentially traveling this summer. So how did the entire opportunity come about to get moved out to where you're at now in Denver? Well, actually, um, so the consulting group that I've done work with for 17 plus years um, actually recommended me for the position because they did some work at this hotel. So, um, you know, basically the ownership was like, hey, this is what we have. We built this brand new bar right before quarantine and never got to open it. Um, They're like, these are our goals, but we don't have anybody that we know that can do that. Um, So I got reached out to and you know, my friend Chris was just like, Hey, would you be interested in this? He's like, you know, I have nothing to do with it. I'm just, you know, making the connection. He's like, but this is the opportunity. So I was like, um, yeah, that sounds fantastic. That's exactly what I love to do. Um, and basically, you know, they wanted something that was going to be the new hot spot in Denver, like for the best cocktails, best experience, best vibe. Um, they built this super sexy bar, uh, <laughs> that, uh, as soon as I walked in, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like it's the most beautiful playground ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so I basically said, I'm very interested and did some phone in or some, you know, zoom interviews and such, and they liked me. So I packed up my stuff and moved out to Denver. Um, so far, what I've noticed is that Denver is awesome. Just as you said, like the bar scene out here, the, uh, the food scene I've gotten, I still haven't even gotten to check out everywhere yet, but because there's so many places, so many great places. Um, and I think one of my favorite things that I noticed is the difference between when I moved to California in the bar industry, um, at first it kind of seemed like it was almost every man for themselves. 
Um, but out here, it's like I've gotten to meet some of these extremely talented bartenders and bar managers and such. And it's so much more of just a team effort. It's like we're all in the same industry. Let's all support each other however we can. Um, so that's one thing I'm really attracted to about being out here right now. Um, you know, and I've already become, you know, pretty good friends with some of these amazing bartenders. Like I've gotten to go to these bars and it's like, you know, my ownership were, you know, were telling me like, Hey, you know, why don't you go check out these bars, see what the competition is like. And honestly, it's not competition. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, see, I don't see any of these bars as competition because we're doing something a little different. You know, everybody's doing something a little different in their own way. And I love that. And everybody's here to support each other. Um, the last time that I was out there was summer of 2021. Um, got to spend some time out there. Obviously, hit some of the you know the standards and mandatory spots, the Death and Co's, you know, Fort Greene, things like that. Some really good spots. The town has a different vibe to it. I think for people that go to visit, especially where you're at in downtown, you know, Coors Field is right there. Pepsi Center is not too far around. I mean, there's a massive energy that Denver carries with it. But when you go to these bars there's almost kind of a more relaxed energy than you'd be expecting. You know, as right. somebody who's been doing this for a long time, you've been ingratiated in this industry forever. You know, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but for people that may be looking to travel and they want to go see it, obviously in the summertime, Denver, you can go outdoors, you can go hiking, you can get up to the mountains pretty easy. So it's a great place to travel to. What is the vibe of kind of the drinking scene out there and kind of that restaurant scene in general, that downtown area, especially? Um, It's, I would say it's pretty diverse. I mean, there's something for everybody, like whether you're looking for like the college style bar where it's mostly beers and shots or whatever, you got that. Or if you're looking for the classic cocktails, like pre-prohibition, prohibition, like all those, like there are, there's a bar for everything and they do it really well. Like whichever, whatever the niche is, they do it really well. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing actually, like, cause and what I've noticed is you definitely want to come in spring, summertime, because wintertime, not a lot of people go out. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's so <laughs> watch. Weird it's so weird to me, especially being originally from Florida, where people are like, oh, the sun's out. Let's go drinking. Like, you know, and like even but when it's super cold and when it snows, not that many people go out, which is weird to me. So I'm really looking forward to spring and summer. Like it's going to blow up out here. <laughs> well, you moved out there in the wintertime and it, it was wild talking to other friends in the Denver area. They said, man, it's been almost like we haven't had any snow this winter. And then as soon as you move out there, they're like, okay, it can snow now. Like we want to give him the full experience. <laughs> okay. So since I've gotten out here, I spoke to, I met one historian, a Denver historian. He told me like, oh, well, the other night, like this was like a few weeks ago. He's like, oh, well, the other day was the lowest recorded temperature in Denver history and like 65 years or something like that and then another person told me like oh we've already got more snow this year than denver's had in since like 1965 yeah <laughs> like great <laughs> <laughs> one of the other things that i'm a big fan of in the city is and I, I don't know if this is still true i could be somebody can write in and tell me if i'm wrong but i think it is is that denver as a city holds more professional sports teams than anywhere else in the United States. And granted, some of those are like more esoteric franchises. Like I know they had arena football for a while, but they have MLS outside of your major ones, like the Broncos and the Rockies, you know, California. Yeah, we got the ducks and we got the angels, but unless you're in that Anaheim area, you're not really exposed to anything like that. Denver is such a concentrated city. Once you're in that downtown area, and obviously there's other areas outside of it, but when you're going to Denver proper, what's it like to kind of feed off the energy of when like, when the teams are in town or when like Coors Field is lit up? 
Well, that's one thing I haven't really gotten to experience yet. Just because of the weathers um, however, and things like that? Everybody's been telling me about it, kind yeah. of warning me about it. <laughs> They're like, like, opening day for baseball is going to be insane. Like, yeah, you know, I was going to say, and I, at, 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 at the time of this recording, if we even get an opening day, I think there's an agreement met at the time of this. But, yeah, baseball will be yeah, nuts I mean, once that gets off. I mean, they did come to an agreement, so we're set for, like, opening day is supposed to be, like, just insane. Great. So looking forward to that and also terrified. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, you know, Orange County lost a fair amount of bartender talent during the shutdown. Some people left to San Diego. Some people left to do other things. Um, as somebody who's one of the more recent departures, you know, obviously taking the time to hop on a Zoom call to very politely do this before you run off to run your new Denver establishment. What was the scene for Orange County cocktail culture and kind of bar culture like from your viewpoint before you left? I mean, what what were some of the goods and, and what were some of the bads that you may have seen that people can work on that are still here? Um, I think, I mean, before I left, I was in I was working at San Juan Capistrano at mm-hmm. um, and I I was loving it. Like I think it like the bar scene was coming back, especially just in San Juan Capistrano. Like the, the hotel, the hotel property I worked at, just people that lived in that area were so excited to have something new and just be able to get out and enjoy great cocktails and enjoy that whole atmosphere. Um and just interact. I think everybody's just missing that interaction. Um, so I mean, as far as where I was, I think it was amazing. Like the bar scene was definitely making a comeback. Um, I loved working there, like the people I worked for, the people I worked with, like, you know, I miss those guys like crazy. They're still killing it. Like I'm in touch with all of them Um, and they're killing it. They just had the swallows parade out there. And apparently that was just crazy insane. Um, But yeah, like as far as I saw, it was starting to make a comeback. Um, I just had this opportunity and I'm I'm not one to pass up something cool to do. (laughs) A hundred percent. Uh, were there anything since moving to Denver that you've noticed? Because I want to talk about the differences in markets um, from your job standpoint, especially. But was there anything that you initially moved out trying to get your feet wet in Denver, being like, you know, aside from the very, very cold weather occasionally, <laughs> that you're like, wow, way different than what Orange County's offering? Um, uh, I don't know. I would say with denver like the one thing i haven't got to do is get out like to the mountains and stuff like that get out in nature but as far as like the bar scene um i think the only thing that i'm missing is that like places are still closing early yeah um so once the season hits i think that'll just be back to normal um whatever normal is for denver i'm not sure <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it seems like places are closing early. Like right now, the place I'm at, we just today, starting today, actually, um, we were only open Thursday through Saturday, but now starting today, we're Tuesday through Saturday. So we're going five days. We're staying open a little later until like 12 because we don't want to be like the last call bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like we're, we're extending our hours and hopefully, you know, other people are doing the same um, just because people are going to be getting out a lot more now. Um, going to a new market, taking over a, a bar that was open, but you're kind of, again, you're launching something for what is a new market compared to what you've been in the past several years. What are some of the differences between you know California to Colorado that you're noticing from kind of menu development and things like that? I mean, are, are people different? You know, what are people drinking that maybe it's surprising you compared to what they were drinking here and things like that? What kind of just like local trends are there? 
I've actually noticed um, an intimidating amount, intimidating for me, like an intimidating amount of classic and pre-prohibition cocktails that I've never made, that I've never seen. <laughs> like, so I, you know, I got to some of these bars and I was just like, what is that? They're like, oh, this is a blue blazer. This is this, this is that. I'm like, oh. Wow, they are going back old school, yeah. They're going way old school and they're doing it really well. Um, like, and then there's a lot of really cool, interesting concepts as well. Like there's one bar I've been to called run for the roses and you walk in there and there's not a single liquor bottle anywhere in sight. Yeah. That's a great bar. They keep it all hidden. The menu is a deck of playing cards. Like it is one of the coolest concepts I've ever seen. And the reason they do that is because they want people to be engaged with each other as opposed to staring at bottles or staring at TVs. Um, and I just think, you know, that's a really cool concept. And I think people are more open to those types of things out here um, as opposed to California, where it's like, you know, there's certain demographic that like, okay, well, this is what we want. And this is the only thing we're going to do. Um, and I think in Denver, you have a little more playroom to do really cool things and, you know, test the water. Yeah. So many of those old school cocktails, you know, to go back and find recipes for them. And obviously you can, there's, thank God for the internet, there's countless riffs and things like that and interpretations you can find. I mean, just go type in a blue blazer on punch or something like that. But when you're looking at those old recipes, so many of them are based off products that are way different from what they are now, both in just like flavor, context, development. When you're going through and you're trying to put some of these old school cocktails on your menu, what's your R&D process been like working with all these brand new, like fantastic products that we have now to try and match what people might be looking for? Um, Well, actually, I'm trying to attack it from a different angle. Um, I'm basically putting flavors together, not necessarily from, you know, prohibition cocktails or anything like that. Um, Yeah, there's the big classics like old fashions, Manhattan's, things like that and riffs off of those. Um, but I'm just trying to focus on making those cocktails with different flavors and then making like the crazy garnish or something cool, like a new way to express the flavors, um, and display them. So that's my main focus, which is why I don't look at these other bars as like competition because, you know, I'm doing something a little different and it's cool because I get to teach, you know, my bartenders, I have a small squad right now, but they're super eager to learn and do as much as they can. So it's pretty cool because I get to teach them and experiment with them yeah. and kind of grow together and figuring this out exactly what we're doing. Um, so I think that's probably my favorite thing about what I'm doing right now. One of the things that... Well, it's time for a little commercial. Yeah. I don't know about you, but 2020 had me re-looking at how I live and the space that I live in. Spending so much time at home really had me reevaluating how certain things worked and didn't in my living space. One of the main things, as an avid home cook and an obvious supporter of restaurants, was gardening. Anybody who enjoys food at all will be able to tell you that something you've grown yourself will taste infinitely better than anything you can buy at a store. That's where Ashley Irene of Heirloom Potager comes in. Heirloom Potager designs, installs, and maintains seasonal culinary gardens for chefs and foodies in Orange County. They provide organic gardening methods and bespoke build-outs used to preserve the heirloom varietals that they'll provide for seeds. An approachable and exciting endeavor, no matter if you're a seasoned restaurateur or a stay-at-home chef. Owner Ashley Irene's experience 
expertise, and enthusiasm is only matched by her professionalism. For more information on how you can set up a consultation to get your own culinary garden space set up, go to heirloompotager.com. That's heirloom, A-G-I-R-L-O-O-M, potager, P-O-T-A-G-E-R.com today. Once again, that's heirloom potager. If you listen to the best seats at all or read the content, then you know the motto, live well and often. But what does it mean? In layman's terms, it's trying to give you the best products, places, experiences, and more, so you can put a big smile on your face every single day. Amass Botanics is what I use on my back bar constantly if I need a cocktail or a quick pick-me-up. Any of their other botanical products, like candles, hand sanitizer, and more, also helps to set the mood. Now, I'm a big fan of everything that Amass does. I have been since day one when they launched their trademark gin, and everything they've done since then has been nothing short of excellent. Now you can get your hands on their products at a discounted rate by going to amass.com and using the discount code THEBESTSEATS15, that's C-E-A-T-S, at checkout. Now it's limited one per customer, so make sure you load up. But trust me, you can't go wrong with anything they're doing. I stand by Amass 100%. They're one of my go-to brands for spirits needs or anything around the house. So again, go to amass.com, that's A-M-A-S-S, and use the code THEBESTSEATS15 at checkout. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. One of the things that I know with your new position is, you know, you are doing kind of more managerial stuff, um, you know, the boss tender, et cetera, which is an awesome title. Love that. Um, from- I actually said it as a joke and they actually put it on the card. I was like, yes. <laughs> I spoke it into existence. I spoke it into existence. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that you're running a small team. Obviously, one of the big talks industry-wide is hiring issues, staffing issues. You know, what's that like out in Denver? I mean, it's such a concentrated space for hospitality. Are you guys running into those issues as well? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I've had several interviews cancel on me, like, a day or two before um, just because they took another position, whether it be in or out of the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are looking for jobs right now, but they're looking for anything. Like, so it's not necessarily just in hospitality. And most of the people that are looking for hospitality are on the greener side, um, which isn't a bad thing. It's yeah. just, you know, for certain certain types of uh, certain types of concepts, you need a little experience. Um, so that's been a little difficult. But what I love about, you know, like you said, I'm in the leadership role now. Uh, but, you know, part of my deal was I, you know, I made sure when I was going through my interviews and everything like that, like, you know, I was... I made it clear that I'm going to be very hands-on. So it's actually been, I've taken it as a perfect opportunity because, you know, I have two bartenders and one server and now we're open five days a week. So basically I'm alternating them and I'm bartending with them. Yeah. So I have one bartender and me and their server. And then, you know, if I have to give the server a night off, then, you know, we're running the floor and the bar just because it is, you know, it is slower right now. Um, so, so we can staff up, I get to be more and more engaged, which is perfect because I get to work side by side with my team. So, and I, that's how I love teaching. I love teaching by example and leading by example. Um, so it's a great opportunity for all of us. I mean, brother, there's thin and then there's thin. I mean, that is a small staff. How many seats are you running in this place? Uh, about 125, 130. That's a lot to touch for that many people. I mean, so talk about the place that you have gone to. It is because it's 
it's bezel, right? Is the name of it. Okay. Because I just love that it's close enough to your last name where that could just be confusing and right. fun yeah, enough. It's almost like you did get your own bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy coincidence. <laughs> um, talk about this space because again, you guys, are, I want to say are on like what, 19th or something like that. Like you're just kind of in the heart of downtown area-ish. Um, we're, we're literally right on the 16th Street Mall. Okay, um, that's what it was, right. 16th Street Mall, yeah. So um, we're by, uh, we're the opposite end of Union Station. Okay, got you. Uh, so if we're like we're the biggest hotel in downtown the sheraton downtown denver um two buildings but we're literally right on the corner right on 16th street so it's like when there's action like we have floor to ceiling windows like it's beautiful when it snows it looks like a freaking hallmark movie like so we you just have those views and we have no tvs none of that it's just a beautiful bar beautiful space um very modern like it almost it looks futuristic um but yeah, it's basically our playground and we get to create and do whatever we can to create a new experience for people out here. I mean, obviously if a guest comes in and they want to order a particular type of drink, you guys will make it, but what's your, like, how big of a menu are you talking? How many drinks? And you mentioned that you have a seasonal one, you know, that's going to be dropping a little bit soon, you know, April, give or take, depending on sourcing stuff, but how big is your menu and, and how, how fast are you trying to work? I mean, are we talking speed because of the amount of people that you do have to hit or is it really kind of taking that time for that craft part? Um, well, that's, I mean, that's one thing I've been working on is trying to create cocktails that aren't too intensive as far as, you know, how many bottle touches and things like that. Um, not trying to get too extensive with the menu. Like I want to have classics and things like that, that people may forget about, but, um, like as far as like our actual specialty cocktails, thinking like eight to 10 at most. Um, and then obviously like, you know me, like my big thing is creating something off the cuff for people when they just, you know, like, hey, what, are you, what kind of mood are you in today? Like, yeah. kind of be like, cool, we got you. Um, and my bartenders have been picking that up as well and they've been doing a great job of it. Um, so I think that's probably gonna be the main thing that sets us apart is just creating something off the cuff for people and having those things in our holster that may not necessarily be on the menu. Um, and then, you know, if we're making the same thing constantly, we'll add it to the menu and such. But, um, but yeah, like that's, you know, try not to get too crazy with the actual menu itself. Um, but just the experience for people. Yeah. People may not know, but Colorado, um, and it sometimes it surprises people. Sometimes it doesn't, um, has a massive amount of distilleries and groups that are making really good products. And when I just say really good products, I'm talking like one of my favorite whiskeys period comes out of there from Leopold brothers. I mean, there's some really phenomenal things being made in that state. Collab? Not yet, but I've heard about it. And people did a collab and we have, I picked it up right away. I'm like, yep, I want this. <laughs> yep. They make, but again, like, phenomenal items have you had a chance to I, i'm assuming you haven't had a chance really with the winter time to get out and see some of these distilleries or get about but what was it like for you at least being able to it kind of experience these products and and was it was this the first time you were experiencing some of these oh for sure like um i mean i i knew there was a lot of distilleries and breweries and stuff like that out here um i've gotten to know the my liquor reps and distributors and such um, so definitely planning to hit up these distilleries and stuff like that, do the tours with my team. Um, but, uh, another way I wanted to incorporate that is just, so, you know, we have our selection, like, um, I'm trying to get like the best selection in town of everything, like high end, whatever. 
But then for all our wells, we're using all local products just because I want to support local. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I'm trying to kind of rotate up just to make sure I get, you know, get to use as many as I can. Um, so that's been really cool. And I mean, they are really good products. Like I've got to taste most of them now. Um, and it's great just having all this at hand. <laughs> so you're kind of thinking about the concept of doing basically like a Colorado focused menu at some point where it's just kind of those products, just really showcasing what you guys are doing locally. Oh, for sure. That's excellent. As somebody who grew up in Colorado, I spent a lot of years there, um, you know, second grade until kind of high school. So I truly grew up there. It's a a place that, again, is near and dear to my heart, which is why I want to see people go visit and why I want to get you on the show. But I got to ask, you know, the bartending can be a grueling job. Running the floor can be a grueling job, especially with that many people. If you guys are full up, how have you been doing with the altitude? (laughs) <laughs> have, you, have you caught yourself getting winded at all <laughs> it hasn't bothered me at all like good for you because i know some people they show up and they take that one breath and they're like "Ooh, it's different <laughs> like there was probably i mean i would say maybe the first week or two i would notice like why am i kind of out of breath just from walking <laughs> <laughs> you're like i know i'm not this out of shape i know i'm not <laughs> yeah, exactly. but no i mean i haven't got any altitude sickness or anything like that like it's been great like it's and it's beautiful out here. Like, yeah. I, I, literally, I live like a 14 minute walk from work. So I usually just hop on a scooter. I'm there in three minutes and like, I, and I love it. Like there's no need to get in the car. I'll literally just walk or scooter to work. Um, and I live right next to Cherry Creek trail. So it's a beautiful little trail I could take. <laughs> like, That's so awesome, man. I love that. Well, I am very, very excited for what you guys are doing kind of in the bar um, and and what you're kind of doing and what you're establishing out there. What are there some of the things, is there anything else that like you professionally, as somebody who's been in this industry a long time, is trying to bring out to Bezel and trying to kind of introduce and and kind of bring your own style to it? What are some of the things like a Ravin specialty? And I I don't mean the kind of classic smoke cocktails that everybody knows you were kind of photographed for back here, but is there anything from a management standpoint or building a culture standpoint as a professional in this industry that you want to try to make sure you leave your mark on when you guys really get going and blowing? Um, that's actually a great question. I've been thinking about this a lot and I think my main focus is for sure. Like I want to have great cocktails. I want to have like that experience, but the experience is all about making sure that we're doing these crazy things, but making them approachable for everybody. Um, so it's like, you know, not making anybody feel uneducated about cocktails or anything like that. Like we want to introduce people to things and make them comfortable, make them want to try and experience new things. Like come in and talk to us. Like I want to make it just a comfortable place, even though when you walk in, it looks very formal, very, you know, futuristic, very, um, posh, like, but I don't want that feeling. Like I want that feeling of this is comfortable for whoever you are. Yeah. Um, I want it to be welcoming and, you know, friendly. That's, I think that's my main thing. It's just, it's the experience. That's what creates the experience is making it approachable for everyone. That's awesome. Um, as one of the biggest hotels kind of in downtown, right across from union station, which we should mention for people that are listening, that's the kind of like train station, like depot basically that for that area. So foot traffic is something that you guys are going to have to be alarmingly well prepared for. Obviously, you know, off season, you're not getting a lot of business tourism, but when that town is up and cranking, it is cranking. Is there any 
trepidation about what kind of volume you could be seeing? Or is it just you're just so focused on getting your team ready now that when that volume comes, it's not going to really be an issue? Like when that hotel is booked, you guys will be fine. Right. Well, I mean, pretty much as of this week, the hotel is back up to normal. Oh, wow. Okay. So a little sooner in the season than I thought. Like through the end of the year. Yeah. Um, So that's another reason we're opening five days a week starting now. So we're just trying to prepare the team for that. Um, And then, yeah, like we're just trying to trying to focus on like just the the skill set and the speed and efficiency um, just because we know what is coming. Um, so just trying to be as prepared as possible, I guess. <laughs> you mentioned when you first got to town that you went out, you kind of met with some of the other bartenders and, and there are some major players out there. I mean, obviously the, you know, Alice Day and a bunch of other people have made their way through. I mean, it's, it's, it's got a lot of talent in that town. Have you had any people from other bars come in to kind of check out to see what you're doing? And, and if so, what's their reaction been like? Um, so not yet. They're all planning to come out. Um, one of, uh, one of the guys I know, uh, talented bartender Justin from uh, Williams and Graham. He popped in the last week, so that was awesome. Like, he got to try some of the new cocktails that we're going to be putting on the menu. Um, so it's, and it's always great. Like, you know, like I love having other bartenders come in to like give us feedback. And, you know, especially from Williams and Graham, like they know yeah. their stuff. Like, they have a very intensive training program, uh, um, which is awesome. So it's like, you know, I kind of try and take notes from these guys and, you know, incorporate it in my own way with my team. Um, but yeah, like, uh, and I've actually kind of told some of them to hold off till we launch the new menu. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, so they'll be coming in soon, though, just because, we, you know, we built some really good relationships just being in the industry and passionate about what we do. Um, so I'm really looking forward to having those guys in and, you know, getting their feedback on what we're doing. That's awesome, man. Well, I know that you got to run off to work, um, so we'll keep this one a little bit shorter. Plus, I know that I will be bringing you back anyway in just a moment for a Patreon-only ex- uh, bonus episode because I want to get some of your opinions, the lay of the land on Denver, et cetera. But I am beyond excited for you. I miss your face around here in Orange County, yeah, but uh, I, I love what you're doing, and all you've done is give me and hopefully listeners another reason to go out and visit what is really, really one of the best towns in the U.S. Absolutely. All right, brother. I will talk with you soon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Ravin. What a great guy. The boss tender um, doing what he is doing out at Bezel in Denver um, and just really going to bring a great new talent to that city. Again, if you've never been, I can't recommend it highly enough. Even if you don't want to spend the whole time eating and drinking, you can get out and see the mountains. The hiking is amazing. Check out something at Red Rocks. It's a place that I'm a huge advocate for, and it's a state that I'm a huge advocate for. And now you know, at least, that you will not walk into that city not knowing someone. So plan a trip. Try to get out there. Say hi to Ravin while you're there. Check out all the great things that he's got going on. Thank you so much to everybody that supports on Patreon. I hope you enjoy that Patreon-exclusive post show with me and Ravin, where we're continuing to talk about Denver and what he likes and loves out there. Thank you to the advertisers for the show. Everybody that makes this possible, if you're listening on free feeds even, I love you too. Everybody take care. I'll see you next time. Enjoy. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. It's based in Orange County, California. It is subsidized through generous monthly donations at patreon.com forward slash the best seats. The following are the names of those who subscribed at the highest monthly tier, aka norm status. 
and allow me to continue producing this show each and every month. As a thank you for their continued support, here are the names. Cheryl McCarthy, Serena Warino, George Pavlov, Eric Lutz, Paige Reardon, Loco Lipo, Tim Falk, Arito No Rito, Sarah Hines, Subtle Bubbles, Jay Baker, Tim Swine, John Sanchez. Thank you for your support.